Welcome to CityGraceNY.com. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at City Grace Church. Um, so I just wanted to start with a quick story. As some of you know, I feel like since the last two months, I've kind of been acting like a hotel, friends and family visiting me like every week. Um, and last week I had a friend from my childhood vi- who visited me. And we were just on the subway one day and we were talking. And we just started talking about church and his experience with it. Um, and he told me, you know what, Ben? I honestly just decided that I was done with church because um, nothing good can come out of there. They're all disappointing. They're all fake facades. The people in the church aren't missional anymore. So I'm going to take six months off just to recover, and then maybe I'll try again. And I was kind of discouraged to hear that. Um, and then it made me think of like how disappointing our communities can be sometimes. Can you hear me? Is this better? Perfect. Um, and so as I was reading First Thessalonians... I was reading it, and throughout the book, Paul had been talking about how this is a model church. But in this final passage, he even has instructions for them to do better. Like, they are the model church, and yet they're still not perfect. They are disappointing in some ways. And so let's just go through it. Like, this ideal church, verse 12 and 13, please acknowledge and hold in highest regard your leaders. Clearly, there was some shortcoming with the um, hierarchy there. Live in peace with each other. Clearly, there was some unpeacefulness. Warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. So clearly in this community, there were still people who were idle, disruptive. They were disheartened and weak. Um, We go to verse 15. Make sure that you pay nobody wrong for wrong, but always strive to do good. 16. Rejoice always. Pray continually. and Give thanks. And it just, it made me think of my friend, how he was discouraged with the church. And even back in the early church, the church was not perfect. And so I started looking at the New Testament for other examples of people being discouraged in the church. And I actually found Hebrews 10, uh, it'll be on the screen actually, um, which says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And so this idea of being discouraged, it's not new. I think we have this idea that, oh, if only we were the early church, we'd be perfect. But that's that's false. The church has never been perfect. But what's beautiful about this church um, is that as we continue reading in Thessalonians, move to verse 23. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your holy, whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. And so as we live in these communities and we are disappointed, we see the church splits. Let's just look at the Protestant church since the Reformation. There are probably a thousand different denominations, and that can be really discouraging. We see the scandals in the Catholic church. We see the surface-level relationships. We see the... Um, the pestering and the inappropriate comments made even within our own congregations. Um, and it'd be so discouraging. So I have another friend, actually, who just finished seminary. And he just got called to a church in Vancouver, British Columbia. And he heard about this church, and it was supposedly older white people who were very, just they didn't really do anything in the community. And he was just like, I'm going to go there and kick them in the butt and tell them how to be a church because they're disappointing. Um, and what he, what he figured out when he got there is he, just, he told us all they needed was a hug because um, they had been this community that had been pushing each other and they were just so disheartened and um, weak. 
and how he just wanted to hug them and just be there for them. And it makes me think, like, hallelujah, that Paul ends his letter with, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. It is not us who is making this community perfect. It is God that is making this community. He's the one that started it, and he's the one that's going to finish it. And so let's look back at the church in Thessalonians, through the chapter, chapter 1. Remember, this is an imperfect church. Their faith was known everywhere. Chapter 2, they became imitators of God's church in Judea and even suffered under the hands of the Jews. They were being persecuted for their faith. Chapter 3, they were standing firm in their faith. Chapter 4, in fact, this church, the church in Thessalonians, does love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so even more. And so what we see here in chapter 5 is actually God is giving us instruments of grace to be continually sanctified. He gives us leaders to remind us of the gospel and point us back into the direction. He gives us brothers and sisters who warn the idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, and be patient for everyone. These are not like laws that are like intended to restrict us. Actually, God has given us these things so that we can encourage each other and continue to sanctify each other as a community. And so the fact that this Thessalonian church needed encouragement and corrected me, it actually allows me to resonate a little bit with their experience because I think we all know church is not perfect. The community is not perfect. But what we see is Paul is still using this church. God is still using this church. And so I think we have a reason for our hope there because Christian community moves us beyond just simple fellowship, which is sharing space together but into a common life in Christ where we're propelling each other towards a better life. Let me quick read a quote from Bonhoeffer, who was a theologian in Germany during World War II. He who loves his dream of a community more than the Christian community itself becomes a destroyer of the latter. Even though his personal intentions may be ever so honest and earnest and sacrificial, but because God has already laid the only foundation of our fellowship— We enter into that common life, not as demanders, but as thankful recipients. Let's just think about that for a second. God is the one who has made this community. God has placed you all here in City Grace, and he is using that. And we are to enter this space with thankfulness. And sticking out in the face of hypocrisy, because it will be here. We will not be perfect. We will disappoint each other. We'll always reap the benefits. Now, I should add a caveat. I don't think every community is made um, with God as the foundation. And I think there's a simple litmus test to test that, and that is whether the gospel is being proclaimed. The gospel being whether that we are sinned, but we are saved through grace alone. And if that is being spoken and preached and encouraged, then that is a community that is after God's own heart. And so I thought, let's just do a quick case study. And I thought, you know what? I've spent some time at a little congregation in New York called City Grace. Um, and so, like, I just started going through. We do prayer calls. It's a way that we are blessing the city and the country and the world through bring, inviting the Spirit into the space. We are doing pods this summer. I was part of a pod of pursuing God. Um, and cool story, so my father attended the last pod. And when he left, he texted our family group chat saying, I am feeling inspired by a bunch of mature young Christians in New York City. And so we look at Thessalonians. The church there was known everywhere and was being imitated in Judea. Now our church is inspiring people in Canada. Like, how cool is that? 
We have EVMC. We're reaching the community and loving our neighbors. We have worship. This morning, we were bonding together, worshiping our God. We have the sacraments. We together offer up our sins and receive the grace that God offers. We have Pastor Ben's leadership um, and preaching. Like, am I right? What a blessing to our church. Um, And then we have fun times. We play basketball, dinners, movie nights. Like, we are living in community. And so I want to inspire you all that maybe it is actually through the brokenness that we learn to love each other and through that can see a little glimpse of what God's love for us looks like. Because sure, community can be so frustrating at times and I'm sure there are times in our lives where we all feel like my friend and we just say, I just never want to go. I want to sleep in on Sunday. It's not worth it, but it is worth it. Because you can see here, God is using us. God is using these communities for the good in this earth. And so, in conclusion, as long as Christ is our foundation, then let us experience God's grace from each other and continue growing as a body. This is the word of the Lord.